First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. I've always said he's a hell of a player. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be one of the greatest ever. If he can stay healthy, the jury, the verdict's still out on that. Uh, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when I bragged about him and Ben Simmons a few years ago, said they're going to be the future of the NBA, he didn't call me, hey, Charles, thanks for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Happy morning. Uh, so all and so today in the league is guaranteed contract day. Uh, so all contracts today uh, that with people on the roster are guaranteed uh, as of 5 p.m. So uh, the reason we did what we did today is that we weren't in a position that we wanted to guarantee those contracts uh, the rest of the season. Um, in particular, Megan's was a situation where she was a replacement hardship. And so um, we would have had to pay her regardless of whether we had to let her go uh, automatically later on. So that was the first step. I think with Stella and Kiara was the decision on our part to, uh, number one, um, see where the rest of the league is with waivers uh, at the end of the day. Um, there are some other people we have looked at and we've debated about. Uh, that's not saying we might not bring one of them back on a seven-day. Uh, but seven-day contracts begin on the 1st, uh, which I believe is Thursday. And we will sign at least one player, um, if not two, uh, back on seven-day contracts beginning this Thursday. Um, Megan will probably be one of them. Um, and then the rest of the other is to be determined depending on what we see around the league. So this was as much procedural uh, with timing as anything else. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that going forward, we wanted, um, you know, some cap space to kind of figure out our roster. Um, with all the injuries we've had, uh, we felt that we needed some flexibility going forward. And by using seven-day contracts and the Olympic break as kind of a buffer, we can uh, figure some things out uh, before we resume play in August. And so today,
Like, what do y'all want me to say? I, I, I like, bruh. Like, come on, man. Uh, like, he had six. I mean, only six of our girls were out there playing, man. Like, they got they got booked. And 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 you can throw well, Maisha, Natasha, Erica, and then they cut. And he cuts Kiara, Leslie, Stella Johnson, and Megan Gustafson. I'm like I'm I'm like honestly like I'm legitimately hurt. I, I really am because it's like, how do you explain your roster moves, but then at home you only. Only six players were dressed to play. Like they, they, they went at Tina. She had twenty-seven. I'm sorry. And she had twenty-six tonight. I mean, they were. They the focus was on her defensively, and she was still getting buckets. I mean. 10 to 23, 43%, and then 4 and 9 from 3. I mean, like, the only person that really came off with came off the bench was Shavante Zealous. Everyone else is that, – that, that was awful to look at. That, that I'm not being funny. That was really awful to look at. And on top of that, it doesn't make it any better with Theresa Plassance is 3 at 13, and Elani Mitchell is 3 for 7, and then – like as a cohesive unit, we turned the ball over. They turned the ball over twenty times compared to our ten. Like we should have won. Like like just based on the turn, the point that like turnovers. Like we should have. This game should not. The score should not reflect that. Like I I I was really expecting. I mean, because let, let's call it what it is. Tina Charleston MVP conversation. Masola's. John, John Quell Jones. I know she just came back from Spain. I mean, I mean, can, can, can I make this note? After 20, I think it was like 15, maybe 20 minutes in, into the game, the Mystics were five or seven from three. That I have as a note. John Quell Jones. 21 points. And then Errol Atkins, Tina Charles at 1926. I know this is the last home game before we go on the Olympic break. I just want to again congratulate Ariel and Tina uh, and Leilani because she represents Australia. I want to wish them the best as they um, represent, you know. In the Olympics, I know they'll do well. I know we got a two-game road trip for the Commissioner's Cup that's coming up, but 
my lord, like this was that that was awful to watch. Now I, I'm I'm being dead ass. It was really awful to watch to see only six of our girls out there playing. Six, and we got dubbed. I don't ask. I, I, I like, like, come on, man. I, like, like nobody. Like, I, I don't know what else like, you can expect. I mean, Sydney. Two of six. Shavante. Two of eight. Six of 13 from Leilani. I mean, like, just horrible. I mean, 38% as a cohesive unit from the field compared to Connecticut, who was 50%. Like, I, I... I knew we were going to lose this game. I knew. My Lord, L.O. Yeah, Sean, I'm serious. Only six players. Because Adela Dawn and, and Elena Adela Dawn, Natasha Cloud, Erica McCall, and Maisha Hines-Allen are all injured. So, and then on top of that, he made three roster cuts, which we will get into in a minute. I wanted to start off with this topic because I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted because this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. To really sit there and make these roster cuts, and you know you're down players due to injury. I don't understand this notion. Well, we we will sign. It'll probably be Megan and then somebody else on a seven-day contract. And then come out the next night at home and then get embarrassed. This, let me just say this. I know I'm supposed to do a, a video. It'll probably be sometime this weekend, if not Monday. Those who need to be on the all-star team, Starters and reserves. Let me say this. Brianna Jones, if we're paying if, if we are paying attention to the game, Brianna Jones needs to be an all-star this year. She needs to be an all-star. She's having a good year. She definitely showed uh definitely she's on the rise from her playing the bubble. Um John Quell Jones and Tina Charles are MVP candidates, in my opinion. But I, I can't get I, like I, I don't even know what to say. Like Jasmine Thomas put dropped twenty one points on her head. Like they had five double digit scores compared to R three. Sydney Sydney Leilani. I mean, that was just that that was awful you're up late nathan do you sleep yes i do i, I just I, I i finished watching the bucks game so i wanted to get that and all my notes down before i did this video so yes i do sleep so i'm going to sleep 
Um, let's look at the standings. I, I really, I that that I'm just I'm I'm really like. I'm I'm shook. Like I don't know how I don't know how much what what do y'all want me to say? Eat, do a show, sleep. <laughs> well, my eating schedule has been totally off, so <laughs> it's mostly do a show, sleep, and repeat. So and then work. So we fall to ninth seed. If the playoffs ended, if this playoffs started today, the Mystics would miss the playoffs. Um, Lord have mercy. Um, let's see where we're at in the Commissioner's Cup. We're the fifth seed, so. Now we've lost to Connecticut twice. So again, what the Commissioner's Cup is, so it's it's a initiative, an in-season competition within a competition, which teams will set their sights on a $500,000 prize pool and the title of the Commissioner's Cup champion. So I can tell you right now, the Indian FE were not going to be in it. It's probably going to come out of the first two seats of each conference, Connecticut, Chicago, Seattle, Las Vegas, honestly, truthfully. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think that the Connecticut Sun, they will win championship. <laughs> I can dig it. Road to greatness. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um no, seriously, I just I, I really think that Connecticut, uh, the way I'm looking at Seattle's the best team in the league, then behind the Las Vegas, Chicago, and, and Connecticut and Chicago. Chicago's picked it up. Chicago with Candace Parker and her injury return, returning from injury. Um and again, I mean, I, I we don't know what when Emma Emma Meeseman comes back, Della Don Natasha. When anyone comes back healthy, things could turn them around, but these last few game, couple games have have not just disappointing, and 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 they're and they're better than that. And that's where I, the adjustments need to be made. But I just don't really see this whole uh, waiver waving, you know, Gary, you know, June 29th, five o'clock p.m. before five p.m. If you want to cut a player, go ahead and cut him. So we're going to transition into that. Yes, yes, last video was an extended version of episode seven of my podcast. I talked about the amount of talent that has gotten waived. And it needs to be talked about. And I think that these coaches that are GMs, they are exposing it. 
Like, I, I think it's really disgusting to know that if you sign one of them, like if I like if I signed with the Mystics today, and I'm on and like if I signed as a free agent, I know that my contract's not guaranteed. I could be cut at any time during the season. That's a problem to me. Like, no disrespect, but everyone's talking about we need to expand, you know, the game, more game, like, you know, more games, more play 48 minute quarter. I mean, 48 minutes a game. You know, we need more net, network revenue. I mean, what, I mean, that all that's fine and dandy. But the biggest thing is it's it's the CBA. It's it, it, they, that needs to be reevaluated. It makes no sense how all that talent that I named in that video yesterday are free agents. They're all free agents. Maybe we could talk about expansion to Seattle or or, or Portland or Miami. Like, that's great. But when you don't have, I mean, Excuse me, I apologize for that. Like the fact that to see that, honestly, I'm I, again as a Mystic fan to see to see that tonight. That was awful, and this is a prime example, and that really lets me know that they can't afford to keep every player on the team. Expand the rosters to 15. I mean, we can point to Kathy Engelbert as the commissioner. We could talk about TV revenue. We could talk about, you know, expansion of teams. We could talk about all that. But the biggest issue is, is there is the C is there is that CBA? I read I I, I listen, I've studied that CBA very lengthy, lengthy. And I had there's a lot of questions that I, I would like to have that I would like some answers on. Because it makes no sense that the Mystics should not have six players out there. He should have had a bench of at least I say three, maybe four. Because people gotta see that. For example, remember last year and during the NFL season, the Denver Broncos had three quarterbacks that couldn't play because they were all in contract chase with COVID. And he had to bring on a practice squad wide receiver as quarterback. Only completed two passes. People got to people watched that. I, I mean, at one point we were down three, and then it became a sixteen-point deficit. I, I mean, just. Let me transition to the Orioles.
I, I just I was I, I'm I'm mad because that that, that wasn't just embarrassing to watch. The Baltimore Orioles are getting that revenge. Two game winning streak against the Houston Astros. Played pretty well tonight. They actually won tonight as well, 13 to 2, 13 to 3, excuse me. Uh, it's about damn time. Uh, I know, first, I want to give my thoughts and prayers to Jose. Oh, I'm going say his name wrong. You're Quitty, the pitcher. I know he had like a shoulder injury, like kind of flared up on him. So I know they took him out. So I hope everything goes all right with him. But we we did our thing. We did our thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did our thing today. Um, you know, Mullins had a forehead game tonight. Mancini, who's going to represent us in the home run derby, uh, this is, you know, again, you know, part of his comeback story, you know, from missing a year with you know, cancer. Um, it's really good to see see him on the rise. Um, I just want to point this statistic out. Cedric Mullins. And his team win, when his team wins, he bats a 451 with a 1.3 on base percentage. And well, however, his on base percentage when we lose is 60, 61. I'll say 69%. So the the bats are coming alive. And also, too, again, I think this was just personally, this was payback um, when Houston was down here a few, a couple, a week, a week or two ago where they embarrassed us. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Go O's. Be more stand up. Let's go. Oriole Nation, stand up. So. I think this is payback after we getting after we got embarrassed. Now, now, if you told me Monday night because <laughs> Houston they did come back on us, they put a they put a three run spot on us, but we we scored five runs in the ninth. But I was kind of sitting there, just saying like, oh, they're gonna blow this game, but they pulled it out. Um, the biggest thing again is the pitching. I I, I really kind of I think the pitching needs to be evaluated at this coming off season. I, I have a feeling they're gonna draft another pitcher in this draft um, that's coming up. Because, like, Tommy Esselman, like, he only lasted three innings, and then he used Cody, I mean, Cole, Hunter, Tanner, Tyler, Paul, and then Adam, which was, I mean, he used, I know he used Cole for an inning and two batters, and he used Paul Fry for an inning and one batter. But combined, they gave up 10 hits, and there was six strikeouts as a cohesive unit. So I think the biggest – I mean, the glaring issue is the pitching, but also, to the offense. The offense, I'm telling you, is very stagnant. I think when we win, we're better as a cohesive unit. But when we're losing, like, you really, like, see – You can see it. Like you can see, like when the team doesn't perform as well. But I think, really, honestly, and truthfully, at this point, if I may say this, I think that when our hitting is on, when our hitting is subpar, our pitching is subpar. But I think the biggest thing is we're going to have to really evaluate what stays and what not, and what doesn't stay, because 
seeing way too. I'm seeing pictures that I don't know. Maybe maybe it's maybe it maybe it's the bubble. Maybe they're just because I thought well, the team I saw in the bubble from last year with the Orioles is not the same team I saw. It's not the same team this year. And I don't know if there's some type of an effect. You know, maybe it's just maybe it's just me. You know, I mean, I understand the Orioles. The Orioles are in a rebuilding mode. We've been in a rebuilding mode for going on now five years. And I, I again, I see the vision what Mike's doing, but biggest glaring hole is the pitching. But the game three is tomorrow evening. Let's check out who's starting. I want to tell me. Looks like it was going to be Zach Granke. You really want to tell me? Hold on, wait a minute. How long are we going to be real building? Well, I feel like the team is about a year or two, in my personal opinion, Sean, from rebuilding. So here we have Matt Hart, Matt Harvey, and they will go up against who is this? Luis Garcia. Harvey is going in there with a three and nine record. Um, yeah, I say about another, give another year, two more years. And we're right there. You can already see the building pieces we have with Ryan Mount, with, with Mount Castle, Mullins, Mancini. I'll even, you know, say what John means. Severino, I think he'll be here for another minute for for a minute until the um, Adley Richardson's up. Um, you know, we got and again the minor league system is you know it's been built from the ground up. Great talent down there, Grayson, Gunner. Um, Only thing is, I'm kind of more concerned about is Kurt. Is it Kurt Kirsten? Uh, outfielder we drafted. He last, not last year, the year before, because he has a heart problem, which may affect him playing for us. So. I'm still trying to figure out why, like, why. I mean, there was a couple other guys I would have took a look at, but he went, not Heston. That's all right, Heston, I apologize. So, like, he's not, he developed mitocardius, which is an inflammation of the heart muscle. So, I don't know. I mean, Great player come out of Texas. You know, I believe he better over 448, six home runs, 20 RBIs, 19 runs before COVID. So I really hope to see him up here, you know, in the big leagues. So, I mean, there was a couple other guys there, but it's all good. But he went to Arkansas, but he's from Texas. 
We're going to transition into the WNBA. The Los Angeles Clippers won a hard, a fought, lived the fight of the day for game, won a decisive game five. Final score was 116-102. Paul George, you know, let me say this about Paul George. Paul George had said something I disagreed with. He said he's the most superstar that gets criticized. First and foremost, all these guys, Kobe, Shaq, Michael, Larry Bird, Magic, Charles Barkley, they've all gotten criticized. Michael Jordan, I believe it was his, he didn't win the championship to his seventh, eighth year in the league. Everyone criticized him. Magic. You know, against Larry Bird, vice versa. Chuck, winning a championship. Carl Malone. You know, this notion that you can't, everyone gets blamed more others, that's, that's bullshit to me. Excuse my language. Because you're paid to play like a superstar. Thank you. I appreciate that. The Clippers are undefeated in the Michigan games in 2021. Yes, that's what I, I've been saying this the whole series, the whole series since they've been without Kawhi, too. It's been amazing to see how these guys have been playing. And like I, I just I just I just feel like this this team. I, I give I give credit where credit's due to the Phoenix to the Phoenix Suns because Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, those boys, they, they, those boys came already. They, they, those boys are giving the Clippers one hell of a fight. But this is where we expect Paul George to be the player that we 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 expect him to be. Lat hit forty one points. You know, free throws. He was you know he was eight to eight from the free throws. Had a double double. Marcus Morris finally showed me how to pulse. See, again, I, I go back about the, the, the others because the others matter. 22 points. You know, Terrence Mann could have, you know, kind of had a little kind of an off game with four points. Patrick Beverly. I will say this. Now, the play on him with Chris Paul was not a flagrant. But uh, unfortunately, because the, the way the NBA is today, the NBA is, is unfortunately, it's soft. But I personally, Chris Paul sold on that play the way he kind of, Patrick Bailey didn't even know he was there. He was fighting, fighting under a screen. So I thought that was a bad call. Um, There was another one, the Jay Crowder, where Jay Crowder kind of, I don't want to say punched him, but hit Paul George in the face. They didn't that, – that should have been a – that – I believe was it that play? It was one of those plays where they didn't look at it. And we were – and Jeff Van Gundy said that's a flagrant. I would really appreciate if the refs were consistent on the calls because I need to know what's, what's a flagrant and what's not a flagrant because I'm seeing guys selling calls, selling to get the call, 
And then when there is a when there is a, a questionable call, you know, these co- the coaches aren't making the, the necessary effort to challenge it. So I need the referees to definitely be consistent for sure. Uh yeah, I just I think the biggest thing is is that again, I said in in episode seven, I, the Clippers gotta play at Clip, at the Clippers pace. And that's what the Los Angeles Clippers did. Paul George, man, I, I just He's got to give me. He's got to give me two more wins. Game six and game seven, and people are going to say what a great comeback this is. Devin Booker actually played. You know, he I, that, that negative ten plus plus minus differential. I believe. I I feel like I don't feel like he was a negative ten, but I mean the biggest thing was. Phoenix, the, the, that, that last stretch, those last, again, you got to play a good 48 minutes of basketball, not 35 40. And, and that showed, that honestly, truthfully showed against with the Phoenix Suns. Um, so I, I believe, again, I'm, I'm sticking with, 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 my, with my pick. I think that the Los Angeles Clippers are going to win in seven. I, I just see it. Uh, I just think that this team, uh, from where they were last year to get to blow a 3-1 lead against the Denver Nuggets. And then to see this year uh, without Kawhi and, you know, Ty Lue, I, you know, they, they're, they, they're playing hard. They're playing real, they're playing hard for him. And Ty Lue deserves a, a, a lot of credit for getting this team to where it's at, what he's done for the, the with the Los Angeles Clippers organization. And I'm telling you, this this team without Kawhi did really good. And I also want to kind of call out Kawhi Leonard. I have an issue with now. This is the second team where you've had an issue with the training staff. You know, the training staff, yes, sometimes may 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 may, may misdiagnose an injury, but that's where, you know. We expect we need to know how you feel. Are you where, where are you at playing wise? So I, I think I was reading somewhere where he's unhappy with the training staff, just like he was in San Antonio. Uh, yep, I called it Clippers and seven. Yes, I did. So I, I did. I didn't like that. So I, I think we. I think Kawhi kind of needs to kind of take a look at himself in the mirror a little bit. I mean, injuries are part of the game, and I don't know, but we'll see. The Milwaukee Bucks. Before we before we get into the Bucks, let me let me just say this. Uh, my thoughts and prayers. I wanted to say my thoughts and prayers to Giannis. Um, I'm really pray. I pray he did not tear his ACL. Um, I can show that play. Uh, I'm disclaimer. You know. Y'all, if I don't know how y'all are about injuries, um, I'd say the only the only thing is I had with injuries for me they don't bother me, except the one where uh, Paul George moved in Team USA and then Kevin Ware. So yeah, that was yeah, that's still that that's the, that's that that one still gets me sometimes. So this was the play where Giannis got hurt. <laughs> 
to lob to Capella, but the ball went in. And someone's down. So right there, um, the way he went down on that, some people were saying that they fear he may have torn his ACL. Um, I actually, I'll leave this in the description. I like these guys. They kind of explain like the whole significance of the injury. He's kind of as a doctor. But um, what the fuck? Milwaukee Bucks. Like, <laughs> now I, I kind of see what Shonda Elliott means. I, I, I get it. Empty calories. Like, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Bobby Porters, Pat Connington, Daniels, uh, this is Giannis's brother, uh, Elijah Bryant, Jordan Norris, Sam Merle, Ma DK, Jeff T, PJ Tucker, y'all. The Joe Theismann injury still sticks with me. Yes, it does. That's a, that's another one too. Definitely for sure. Go, that's a good one, Sean. But y'all y'all getting checks. Like y'all y'all getting checks too. Like Chris Middleton just came off. He dropped what thirty six in Game Three. Drew Holiday. Hold on. Wait a minute. Because this this needs to be said. I, I I don't know why I didn't bring this up in the previous video. But you're getting paid 160 million dollars, you holiday. You're, you're you're better than where 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 are you? Like where are you, cats at? Like Chris Milton, I swear to me, he's like the most streakiest shooter I've ever seen, in my personal opinion. Byron Forbes is a, I told you, is a poor, is a poor man, J.R. Smith. Like Trey, like Trey Young didn't even play tonight. Kevin Herter. Uh, like, like we can't have <laughs> Kevin Herter again, 20. Can't have that. Bogdan Bandanovich had 25. It can't have that. Uh, Lou Williams had 15. I mean, 21. You had four, you had, you even had Danilo Gallinari and Cam Reddish at 12 points. Like, like the, like the Bucks had this game, like they had it. Like to me, Trey Young's not there. There's blood in the water. Let's end this series now. And it's just the, the Milwaukee Bucks, see, it, it, it bothers me because this is what I'm talking about with Mike Boonhoser. This is fake. This is poor. This is leadership that need that just where's the leadership at? Like the Milwaukee Bucks are too damn great to be playing like this. This now Giannis's injury may have just defined the series. I believe the Bucks can still excuse me win the series, but they need leadership. The Milwaukee Bucks did not come out ready to play tonight, y'all. They were not ready. When Giannis, he airballed from the top of the key 
And in the three point, in the two three points, we aired those first three shots. That's why I knew the game was over. They weren't ready to play tonight because they were still kind of, I guess, in that. Well, we got one here. We can just go back to Milwaukee with another one. That's not how it works. Not in my eyes. I don't see it that way. Like, this team is too talented to be playing like that. They make so many silly, dumb mistakes, and it and it and it hurts them when it matters the most. But every time, like, without, like every time, Giannis, like takes a three but I like for every shot for every three he takes I'm a, I, I should be a millionaire it, just disappointing just disappointing. But my, my biggest thing going into game five, can the Bucks win without Giannis? Okay. Number two, Lou Williams. The 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 Lou Williams stepped in. Can ATL win in this series without Trey Young? That's a good question, Sean. Good good point. Chris Middleton. Where you at? And then uh, Atlanta. I think they gave Atlanta. I think I I I, I fear Atlanta. They, Milwaukee gave Atlanta this series. I, I really do. They go back home for Game Five. I think they're back in Atlanta for Game Six, but. Just, just terrible. Just terrible. Milwaukee Bucks are better than that, and again, it, it just really, just really, it really shows the the lack of leadership with the Milwaukee Bucks. It really does. It really does. So I, I, I feel like the Bucks can win. I believe they'll win, and I still think they're going to the going to the NBA Finals, but. Giannis doesn't get hurt. These injuries, man, it's it's crazy. I, I really feel. I really. I really hope he didn't tear anything. I saw him walk on his own power, and his brother helped him to the locker room. But who has a better shot at winning at winning the series? Atlanta without Trey. Or Milwaukee thought Giannis. Well, Milwaukee. Well, with the, with the land, Atlanta has X factors. Kevin Herter, he the he's the reason why they're they're in the in the Eastern Conference Finals because the way they played against the way the 76ers played. Then you have you know Lou Williams, Clint Capella, John Collins, Bogdan Bajanovic, Cam Reddish. I mean the the the, the, the Atlanta Hawks. 
they got some pieces. And you know, you can't Atlanta's a team where you gotta you, you gotta put your 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 foot on their throat early. You gotta let them, you gotta the moment the the game starts, you gotta take them out early. You you gotta you gotta go on like overkill. Cause you can't you, you cannot let Atlanta compete with you. You can't you can't let that happen because if you do, it's over. Milwaukee, I feel like they can win without Giannis, but Drew Holiday, who's an all-star, Chris Middleton, who's an all-star, Brooke Lopez, PJ Tucker, Jeff T. Them brothers are getting checks, and the way they've been playing, come on, they're better than that. They're better than that. So, I just want to make a list. Okay, this is a list of from Stat News. Chris Paul, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Giannis, Joel Embiid. All guys that played all the all stars injured. And then players with 25 points per game. 10 rebounds per game, five assists per game, 50% from the field in a single playoff game. Larry Bird, LeBron, and then Giannis. So this is also an interesting statistic I found I, that Statmeets put out. Past the first round, every single playoff team has had an injury to their best or second best player. The Sixers and B. The Nets, Harden and Kyrie, the Clippers, Kyrie, Ka- Kawhi, Chris Paul and Phoenix, Utah with Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray in Denver, Trey in Atlanta, and then Giannis. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough for sure. But um, in closing, I definitely did want to say this. Um, I have I've been trying to keep up. I know some people have been asking you, know, you, you talk about football. I do. I try to keep up as much as I can. I mean, it's kind of quiet right now in the off season, with the off season, uh, with training camp and different things like that. I know, like for example, with the Ravens, because you know, kind of, you know, I'm kind of like a Ravens insider. Where let's talk football. Um, last thing I heard was the Ravens. And Todd Gurley had interest in each other. I was interested. Um, I'm not really sure how that would work uh, with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Todd Gurley, and the Justice Hill. My only thing is, I feel like Justice Hill would be probably the the guy pretty much out the door. Honestly, um, I do know what the Ravens. The biggest thing I've been hearing of is about a pass rusher. Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram. Um, I mean, that's really that I've heard so far. I know like Rashard Bateman's been doing really well in the OTAs. Um, There's a couple offensive linemen. Baltimore just signed. Uh, There is one I was really kind of hoping Baltimore signed. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they cut David DeCastro. So maybe – 
you know, we, since we signed Alejandro uh, Renueva, you know, he could probably persuade uh, Eric DeCosta to sign him because I feel like Baltimore can buff up that offensive line for sure. Um, I mean, that's really all I've heard about the Ravens so far. Nothing that's, like, swept you off your feet. But, like I said, I think really it's just getting ready for uh, – tra- I mean, with training camp, getting ready for preseason and just seeing – is there any news with the practices and videotaping? No, not, 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 not that I've heard. Uh, I've heard that everyone's been doing well playing, getting to know one another. Uh, I know the corner, the, all the cornerbacks, Marlon Humphrey and all of them, went on like some vacation, like male, male bonding thing, which was which, which was cool. I think everyone should do that, especially when you're, you know, especially in the team, team environment. So uh, other than that, that was it. So I got to watch an update. Okay. What's the update? Oh, also too, before um, we, with the, with the Clippers, I wanted to point this out. Paul George in the last game, in the last three games, 41, 23, 27 points. And the Clippers are eight and zero in the playoffs when Marcus Morris Shoots better than fifty. Shoots fifty percent or better. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, they, they gotta they gotta pay. They gotta they gotta they gotta play better. They have to play better. So, uh, Sean Spencer, let's we're gonna bring him on as a guest. Give me one second. And also, too, while we're at it, um, with the All-Star break for the WNBA coming up soon, we are doing a uh, – we probably, like I said, Monday or Tuesday, be on the look for that video. My starters – I already did the live – I did the live voting, as y'all saw, and – excuse me – in – for the for the starters so i believe we can still vote until i want to say it's the fifth um i have not done major league baseball i will probably do that this probably this weekend i believe july 1st is the last day where you can vote so we will see hold on i'm trying to get sean on here and having a little tech, some technical difficulties. Okay, I think I got it. He should be coming on in a minute. While we're waiting, uh, y'all let me know how y'all feel about the topics I touched on today. Um, like I still believe, I think the Clippers will win this series in seven. The Bucks, I still believe, can win this series. Um, and the Orioles, the Orioles just got to take it one game at a time. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you know them rallying around Brandon Hyde. I just Brandon Hyde, I feel like is a is a good coach. I think he definitely. I just feel like he's just definitely getting. He just needs to be on a. Uh, not a better team, but he's definitely getting scapegoated. So, uh, 
with that being said, we have special guest. Yeah. Sean Spencer. The shirtless wonder. <laughs> I got to shout out the shirtless wonder, man. Yo, I, yo, let me shout out Nate, man. Nate, you doing your thing, man. I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I, I love when, when it's nothing else going on and it's late night and you're on here because I'm up and I'm always watching and, and you kill it with the notes, with the stats, with knowing the guys, knowing all that stuff. Shout out, man. Keep that thing going, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Keep I that thing that. going. I, now, I just, I just got off the road. But so, yo, real quick update, just two quick little things. Morgan Moses, who we let go um, for obvious, you know, financial reasons. And yeah, I understand yeah, I it. Um, he got picked up by the Jets. So shout out to him. He's going to be with uh, Gail Coach Roberts a lot. I, I really, I, I, I like that. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on that. I, I really feel like that's going to be solid for him. He's a he's a solid lineman. He, yep. he does what he can to get on the field. So I really like that. Um, I'm going to miss him. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Um, but at the same time, that's what's up. I mean, I'm glad that he's going to get – he's not going to be, you know, just a free agent all year. I'm glad he's going to get an opportunity to play and hopefully he'll get an opportunity to start. I'm pretty sure he will. Yeah, um, for offer. sure. But I mean, I think for for from from, I think him by the Jets. I think one is just veteran leadership for the young yep. guys for the offensive line. So because they just they got uh was it Vera Tucker? I want to yeah. say. Yep. So they yeah, got yeah because they got um the quarterback Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. So Vera, def- yeah, Vera, Vera Tucker, and they got my boy from uh, North Carolina, Michael Carter, the running Vera, back, right? Who will be pretty solid. I'm, yep. I'm all about that. Um, I think I think it was I think it was. A solid move just to bring in vet, to bring in veteran leadership. Like for example, um, like what the Bengals did when they signed Riley Ruff for uh, to to help support. I mean, to buff up the left left tackle to protect Joe Burrow, even though that definitely should have been um, rest in peace, Kobe. I like that shirt for sure. Oh, um, no doubt. Even though they should have, I don't. They got Jamar Chase. I mean, I was I don't, I don't have that against Jamar Chase, but I I, I would have went with Panay Sewell, but that right. that's okay. Right, and 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 it's funny that you say that because you know you myself Nick from Let's Talk Football the Roundtable, all of us had it. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I, I believe and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of us had in that mock draft coming up to that at number five, Cincinnati taken. Panay Sewell. So, I mean, I, I thought I thought that was the consensus pick all the way throughout the offseason. So that's what I thought as well. But you know, but I, I, know I, I mean, happened. I get it. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they're buddies. They won a national championship. I get why you would bring them together. But in my mind, and you know, you know, I, I, I'm all about. I'm hoping he's he's better. Um, but you know, we were the ones that Washington was the ones that actually, you know, unfortunately rolled up on him and you know, hurt his leg and all that stuff. So <laughs> you need to have that protection. Like, I'm not, you know, <laughs> no, I, I mean, agree with you, but I just feel like, okay, if we're, if we're going to go, if we're going to go that route, we're going to sign a veteran, let's make sure we have somebody that we can that we, we know that he can take their place be to help develop and mentor him. Exactly. Like, for example, like, look at the Detroit Lions. Like, they stole – I mean, that, that was a good pick. 
Mm-hmm. Because think about it, Taylor Decker is not getting any younger. No. So he could definitely be a mentor for Panay. So right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wish I, I wish Morgan all but nothing but the best. Yeah. I think he did, he did he was very serviceable, very good player in Washington. Uh, I just feel bad, you know, again, those teams led by Jake Rudin and you know, there's so so much potential in those teams and yeah. Again, I think it would be a Bruce Allen and then and then Daniel Snyder. But one, and, one hell of a duo. <laughs> right. Well, right. Exactly. Exactly. And, but all that, you know, and, and, you know, and, and yeah, you already know we've we've documented on on Let's Talk Football the Roundtable how all the nonsense that has been going on in the front office. And I'm going to segue to that in a second. But at the same time, all that nonsense begot the numbers, the number two pick and that begot Chase Young. Chase you know Young. what I mean? All that nonsense begot like top five picks the last several years where we have a Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, we've got, you know what I mean, Deron Payne, those guys. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And and if 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 we can live up to that and everybody can stay healthy, that's great. That's great. Um, so on the field, I'm excited. Now, my second point though is I, I and I know you've I think we put that in our, our group chat um but I know you looked you've noticed you've seen this um Dan Snyder's wife is now, now the become CEO yeah yeah but I and 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 you know correct me if I'm wrong tell me I want to know what you think but yeah we we all kind of realize why this is yeah you know because, what I mean? he, because he's the owner all right so and and he's been making these type of moves and he, even further than that he's been making these type of moves where since he was he dealt with accusations with females yep you know what i mean he's kind of had to make these moves he we we have um our running backs coach you know as as the female we we've been in situations where we were around that that the browns game where there was both coaches on each side and um, the official, um, yep. and shout out to the three of them. So we definitely have seen that, but it definitely seems like it's something that Dan Snyder, he, he just keeps trying to bury. He's burying, he, he, he's burying some, he's trying to make wrongs in the rights. He's, he's yeah. basically trying to, yeah. um, say, well, you know, I was wrong for this, but <laughs> yeah, like, he, like he, he's not, he, he's not slick. And, and, no, and, no. And, and unfortunately, it'll it'll come out. Yeah, it will come out. Just you know, just like you know, I was just talking about yesterday. Uh, we had two uh, guys, former NBA All Stars, Chauncey Billups and Jason Kidd. They got, I saw they that got hired. Yeah, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, when their their names are in the drawing to be head coach, you're hearing their past from 20, 20 plus years ago, mm-hmm. and, and that's not right. You know, no. we you know, I, listen. We all make mistakes in life. We're not perfect people, mm, mm. but we. I'm I'm a firm believer in second chances. Mm-hmm. But if you are the type of person where you continuously do stupid stuff, like for example, Josh Gordon. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. Like, how many chances do you give a person? Before you just say, okay, no. Like if Jason Kidd or Chinese Plus were repeat offenders, they're not going to get a head coaching job. 
No. Like yeah, Michael Vick, right. could, like Michael Vick, could be a a a, a, a good a good coach mm. for high school, college, or the NFL. Right. right? What's held against him is the legal dog fighting, but he was never present on, on any of those properties where it happened. Right. And I know people that will to this day sit there and not give him the benefit of the doubt because of the fact that he was even associated with it, but it wasn't him. It wasn't. And the people, and that's the problem I have. And that's why I got to shout you out, Nate, because you do your due diligence, you do your research, you dive into these things. A lot of people look at things from face value, face value. and they just, and they're just like, oh, he, he killed dogs. He's that no. No, you need to do the background information. But and and this and, and I'm glad you brought Michael Vick up because you see now there are people now that have what is it? Was that 10, 10 years since a lot of that stuff's happened and they still won't forgive him for that? And no. they're still giving him a hard time. Hey, shout out to Michael Vick, who at 40 ran a what a four or he just turned like what 41 and he ran like a four seven. Come he on actually, now. he looks pretty. He looks pretty. He looks. He looks pretty good. He can still actually be a quarterback. Actually, oh, he can, he can, he can sign him. Yeah, he can he definitely can sign him. But I just, <laughs> I just, I just think that you know, and and I, and I also too, I think it's the society and the times that we live in. Right. This, this, this cancel culture. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of because it, it doesn't do any. Doesn't not do. Doesn't do anyone any justice, any purpose. Because right. with all due respect, the the situation never gets handled. Yeah. Or we just continue to just sweep things under the rug. You know, we're not, you know, we can't, we, we can't talk about like what, 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 you know, like what Chauncey and Jason did, Jason Kidd did, which we know with Chauncey Billups, there were no criminal charges filed. He said, mm. Jason Kidd, with all due respect, that was a, he said, she said. Right. So, you know, we didn't have all the facts. There are like Marv Elbert who I look up to as a sportscaster, you know, there are some skeletons in his closet about sexual assault. There's a head coach, Luke Walton, Sacramento Kings. <laughs> you see, like, right. no one, no, no one brings up their past. But, but that's, that's my issue. That's my issue. And, and I know this is going to be the name that a lot of people are going to sit here and have an issue with. And I know that there is certain information and we he's been convicted, but you go to a Bill Cosby, you go to somebody like that who there and you know, hey, if that was the issue and that's what happened, if that's what all these it's one thing. But when you hear something like a Bill Cosby, and you hear also recently we have Deshaun Watson who we've been talking about this time. It just seems to be weird how all of these cases seem to come out of the woodwork. And yeah. then you look at it, you look at a Dan Snyder, who we've been talking about all year long, who has been accused of these things. And yet, okay, well, let me hear. I'll sign all my minority coaches. I'll sign these female coaches. I'll I'll bring in these players. I'll sit here and donate to breast cancer. And now the re most recent thing with him donating. Right. That I'm like, well, wait a minute. I mean, we shouldn't we all be on the same plan if or same plane if it's that, you know, whole, you know, me too and this and that. He did wrong. Why is he not why ain't he getting you know what I mean? The fact that he's still in this, yep. you know what I mean? It it, it it gets me. I as a diehard Washington fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. It you know it 
And yeah, I and, love- and, 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 and ladies and gentlemen, just for the record, I they have on, on Let's Talk Football, Washington Weekly, shout out to Will Kramer, uh, Antoine, and Ablo, and then, of course, Sean. They, they have spoke candidly about Daniel Snyder yeah. and him as an owner. Yeah, what he's done, he's done for the team. You know, what he, you know, the things he could. They feel like it, it, they, these guys feel like at this point, it, it, it's time for a new, it's time for a new change, new ownership. Yeah, because you know, with, with the recent, um, the team names like that was that's sad. That lets me know like he just. But but it it, it, it that's the thing because you have him who you know. He's been accused. He's had all these situations happen. But then you have to go back to Darius Geis, our stud running back from LSU, who had this. He he got accused of domestic Mexican assault and was canceled completely. Mm-hmm. Even and recently, and look, you, you know, it was the charges were dropped. Similar situation with uh, Ruben Foster several years ago, where the charges were dropped and we picked him up and this and that. But you have these guys whose names are then dragged through the mud. And listen, I do not condone, do, and, and, you know, me, and I know you're with me on this. Yes. We do not condone any condone. type of domestic abuse, domestic violence, any of that. Absolutely. Never putting your hands on a woman. Never putting your hands on, on people, period. Yep. And I, you know what I mean? With the, without the justification, all that stuff. But the thing about it is, how is it that these two guys that – Yes, they might have been wrong. We, we, you and I have talked about Ray Rice in the past, how yep. he's been victimized, regardless of all the nice and great things he did prior to that point and since. Yep. How they are so villainized, vilified for that whole situation. And then you have Dan Snyder, who really isn't hiding anything. Okay. And he's still, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, what's, what's the movie with Chris Tucker and uh, Charlie Sheen? Money Talks? Money Talks. Money talks. I mean, let's be honest right now. Oh, you know, no, you're speaking the truth. Money talks. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you know, there are people that 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 notice it yeah. and, and they try to speak out and speak up. But again, money. And then also, too, people will find ways to, you know, unfortunately, like with Luke Walton, for example, right? The woman that accused him of sexually assaulting her, him assaulting her. She dropped the charges because it was with prejudice. Mm. Because she, they, they were, they were, you know, I would say, I wouldn't say like blackmailing. But they were really coming at her, you know, with, you know, basically, you know, kind of saying using evidence against her. Mm. So, you know, again, money talks, and and, and and like I said, unfortunately, it'll all come to the light. It'll all come to the light for sure. But at the end of the day, I think it's our due diligence to continue to just call it out. And hold and hold him accountable, because at yeah. the end of the day, Daniel Snyder, I, I did a whole whole video a couple like a year ago about changing the name of a football team. What is that going to do? Yeah. What about getting how to promote the team better? How about having the state? How about having the, the stadium filled with Washington fans, not yeah. Eagle fans, Giant fans, Cowboy fans? Like that's sad. When you have more of their fans coming to your game, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and not even that, and that's, that's the thing. It's not just, it's not just stopped at the division. 
I, I remember the last game we went to, uh, I believe two years ago, we played the Lions. We were terrible, barely won that game. Mm. And I took like, half my family. I, I, uh, Cameron, shout out Cameron, who uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Nate, I hit him up uh, and I was like, yo, Nate's <laughs> on live. When are you going to come guest star, bro? When, when you, I'm going to keep calling you out, Cameron. Come on, cut. Let's go. <laughs> but yo, he was at that game. But there was more, like it was Washington versus Detroit, which, okay, at that time, I mean, you know how Detroit is, and Washington has just been, you know, the same way uh, two years ago. Okay. Um, but there were we saw Packers fans, we saw Chiefs fans. I think I saw a Forty Nine Cowboys fans. It, it, you know what it was like, Nathan. Yo, I, <laughs> I know this is funny. It was like one of those NFL Europe games. You know really? when they go to London. And it's just all these random other fans and jerseys. And I'm like, is this what we've become? You know what I mean? No, obviously, it's probably going to be different this year. The defense has gotten a lot better. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, our offense is working towards it. We got some motivation. We got some things going on. But at the same time, it's like, dag, gone. Like, this is this is our home. This is supposed to be the home game. And we – are we – is this a Pro Bowl? Like, what <laughs> – you know, so that that's what we it's affecting. It, it's affecting the team. And, and if you talk to players and you talk to fans, fans, mostly, if you talk to the fans, it shows mm-hmm. it shows they don't. We don't they, they, they've said, I don't want to spend money. We'll tailgate. Yeah. But I'm not trying to spend money for and give it to Dan Snyder and all this stuff after all this. No, it's sad. It, it really is, because I, I just feel like because we use. You brought up the names of the teams, and I'm saying like these are all Daniel Snyder choices. Yeah, like, there's no way there's there's no way the city had that would pick those kind of names. No, no. way. No, not, not just in Washington, but those that are the Washington fans across the country, across the world. There's no way we would have picked the Renegades, the Washington Football Club. Like, come on, now. those are all Daniel Snyder. Well, and see, the thing about it is, a lot of fans are just like at this point, like. You have the fans that are like adamant, no, we're not changing. We're always the Redskins. But then there's other fans that are just like, eh. I mean, we need something. You know what I mean? We've talked about like Will, shout out to Will Kramer. He says there's like renegades so we can keep the HTTR. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Another one of the names that has come up is Warriors. I mean, so we can keep kind of maybe an image of the, you know, the Washington or the, the Redskin or the Indian or this okay. and that. But but the thing about it is, it's just we we're in this situation, and and if we, if we actually go back and look at it, yes, it was wrong. Yes, it or, or you know the name wasn't right. Yes, it should have been changed, but it wasn't changed because we finally decided that it's the right thing to do. It changed because Daniel Snyder and his little issues off the field and everything came about, and so then. The different sponsor said, all right, you want to play hardball? Let's play hardball. We're taking away the spunny. We're taking away the sponsorship. And that's when Dan, when it hits, when it hits your pocket. When it hits your pocket. When it hits your pocket, that's when we have an issue. That's, that's, why, why, we're that's why I go back to money talks. It's, it's, that's why you're seeing, like, for example, like a team like the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Like they're taking away, like, they, they were talking about changing the name. Um. You know, the Atlanta Braves, I know people are talking about that needs to be removed. Um, but, I mean, with, with Washington, I, I mean, I believe it's optimistic. I, I, I like Ron Rivera down there. 
Um, I, he's doing really great things. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, again, I question the quarterback making choice making. So I, I'm not sure. I guess I'm count me out with this, Sean. So I guess there's this. There must be a quarterback in next year's draft that I don't know about that you may know about. Ron Rivera sees because Ryan Fitzpatrick made. I think it's just a filler in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the. Uh, I was on a radio. I was actually on the radio. The radio show in DC a couple day a few days ago, and they're asking how many games do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick will, will start? Will he be over or under? I said he will start fifteen games. Hmm. So, uh, but I said the biggest factor is is his health and the offensive line around. Let me him. let me see if I can give you my give you my hands. Okay. Seven. You see that? That's how many games you think Ryan Fitzpatrick will start? Seven. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and and look, I when he came, when we got him, I was super excited. We're not spending up. He's going to get on here on a one-year deal, and you had, you're going to get six or seven games of that magic. You're going to get it of that magic. But like you saw last year, at some point, either he's going to fall off or somebody's going to take his spot. Um, in my mind, he is – like uh, and, and you're a football guy. Uh, do you remember uh, Steve DeBerg? You know oh, when yeah. he played back in the. You know what I mean? He he was in San Francisco right before Joe Montana. Joe got Montana. There. You know he was in a uh, number of other teams. You know Tampa Bay and, and, and uh, Steve Young Cleveland? got there. Like he was he went to, he was like four or five teams before their stud got there. Right. You know what I mean? And he's that type. I love, I love Fitzpatrick. I love what he brings and all that. Two years ago, he had you know thirty four hundred yards. He was doing his thing. But well, well, let me ask you this question: Do you feel like it was the system in Miami, or do you feel like they wanted Tula? Tua, they wanted Tua. I, I, I honestly, I honestly think that had they left. Fitzpatrick in there. I think with the defense that they had, because remember that game against the Chiefs, um, that defense had them up. Uh, maybe um, 14 nothing, maybe 21 nothing. Like that defense picked off, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Mahomes a number of times. Xavier Howard had a great game um, in that game. So the defense was there. Um, Fitz can get it done, but I, I think Flores and shout out to him, the coach of Miami. I think he wanted to. He knows what he has in Fitz, and, yes. and at the end of the day, Fitz. I think in my mind, it's muscle memory. It's it's one of those situations where if you've right. been in the league X amount of years, there's certain things that you know. Go back to that game he had against the Raiders, where the guy sits there and rips his helmet. And Fitz still throws a twenty-yard pass for a completion, and Ooh, they ended up good one. Yeah, you remember Example. like where they ended game. up winning that game. So I think there's a certain bit of muscle memory where he's been in the league, he knows what's going on. Um, but to your point earlier, if there's somebody you see, shout out to my guys in University of North Carolina, Sam Howell. He'll be a junior this year, I believe. I think okay. he's going to come out. He's going to be one of the highest, higher-rated quarterbacks in the league. Mac Jones, who uh, coached Vince Young at Texas to win their national championship when they beat uh, my liner Bush in 2005. Um, <laughs> he's coaching him in North Carolina. Okay. So, 
I, I believe it. I believe it. And if you look at, we got Deami Brown, um, the wide receiver from North Carolina. Carolina. Um, Jets got Michael Carter. Javante Williams, I believe, went to Denver. Yep. Um, and I think they got also um, who was it? Daz Newsom, who who no, Daz Newsom went to Chicago. Chicago. He, you know, shout out to him. He got he actually uh, got hurt. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know that offense was stellar. I mean, Michael Carter and Javante Williams were both a thousand yards yeah, runners um, in the in, in the AC in, in in the league. They were top tier guys. Daz Newsom and um, and uh, our guy Deami Brown, similar situations. So I think he has a pro style offense working. Sam Howe has been a starter from his freshman year. I think I, that's who I would like us to go to. Um, but I think this year, as far as get us getting Fitzpatrick, it was finances. Finances, Let's for sure. Build that but then why, would, then why would then my question is why give Tyler Heineke the two year deal? Was that just for the fans? Okay. Yeah, because you got to remember the last image that us fans have is Tyler Heineke diving to the pylon, you know, <laughs> giving us a shot against uh, the goat. You know, and then the fact that the, you know Tom Brady goes on to win the Super Bowl, and we were just like, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> and you, I mean, come on, you gotta understand it. You gotta understand. Look, man, Nathan, I've talked to you about this multiple times. Yep. Since two thousand, you have won two Super Bowls. You know, the Ravens have won two Super Bowls. We haven't had this kind of joy, all right? <laughs> we haven't. Had, so when well, you, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, like. I, I, like the way last year was. Now I, I was very like really disappointed to really see how the NFC East was. Mm. I'm gonna say it was like, wow, a, a a team from that division was going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and and I and I and I, and I didn't say this to y'all during our my time on with y'all. Let's talk football. But I had the Washington football team representing the <laughs> NFC East last year. Yeah. last year because. Philadelphia with Carlson Wentz, Dallas didn't have that, mm-hmm. and then the Giants. When Daniel Jones went down, they just mm-hmm. plummeted. Yep. The only team that really kind of stood out the most was Washington. Yeah, and it's like I'm looking at Washington this year. I still I don't know what Philadelphia's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what Dak's going to look like coming off that injury. And then New York, biggest thing is, is anyone saying Daniel Jones has got to do this, Daniel Jones has got to do that. Daniel Jones was hurt. Yeah. You, we got to see what, you know, if you put some, give him some pieces, you gave him Kenny Galladay, you gave him some more, some more help. He's got Saquon back, you know, like, and then Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts. I know the expectation is on him. I'm telling you right now, Philadelphia fans are they're in no mood this year. Mm-mm. You know, with Mm-mm. you know, with the Sixers losing, and then now with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, they gotta play. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Dallas, yeah. you got Dak coming off that, that gruesome ankle injury. Z, I, I I'm really hoping he has a better year. You know, the Cowboys, they they've Got Michael Parsons in, in the draft. They made some couple other good moves, but Washington, Washington's made enough significant moves where I could say I'm saying it right now. I believe they're going to win the NFC East. Hmm. 
I believe Washington won the NFCs. I think they have the team. Mm-hmm. I think they have the talent. And I think Ron Rivera was a no-nonsense guy. And I that's my prediction. I think Washington's gonna win the NFC East. Yeah. I do. No, yeah, I, I, I honestly, honestly, barring injuries, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, God, God forbid, like <laughs> you already know, barring injuries, I honestly I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. And I got to shout out Janae Struther, my co-host in Let's Talk Football. I am worried about what's going to happen in Dallas because they did put a lot of attention from the draft into that defense. Dak has something to prove. Zeke most certainly has something to prove. Um, you got Amari Cooper. You got that boy from, uh, what, Oklahoma, C.D. Lamb. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? You Gallup. You got some of these other cats that are going to do it. So, um I, I am worried about that. Philly, New York, nah, womp, womp. I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm, I'm, I'm not really super concerned about it, but um, I love our culture. I love what we have going, but yeah, I think it's going to be a dogfight between us and Dallas. Dallas, um, for sure. But depending on all those things. But again, I don't think, I think with us, it's going to be injuries. If we can stay healthy, our quarterback play, if it fits, Shows up if it's the magic. If it's Fitz magic, we're good. If it's Fitz tragic, then <laughs> it's going to be happen. four quarterbacks again. You know, <laughs> I, th- I think it's all going to depend on. I, again, I, I think for, I think Fitzpatrick can give you a good solid 13, 15 games, barring injuries. Yeah, like that's the key. Yeah, you know, and also too. Washington just the, 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 we just the, we just signed a guy Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington made some some necessary moves to to to, to give Fitzpatrick the, the throw the ball to yeah for Fitzpatrick the ball to as Washington I, I I just I can't see Fitzpatrick just starting seven games. Maybe if you push me if, if you're going to say seven if you push me I'm going to say ten at yeah. best. Yeah, but it all like you said, it all depends on on on, on the injuries. So right, right, and, and we and that's the thing. It does. It depends on the injuries. It depends on you know what the team's looking like. Because you're absolutely right. We gave what I consider um, the posse 2.0, uh, where you already had scary Terry McLaurin. Now mm. you give us Curtis Samuel from the Panthers, Panthers. Ron Rivera's old guy, and then Deami Brown is a number three in our slot. I mean, that is a solid pickup. We pick up John Bates um, in the Good draft pickup. from uh, um, Boise State. You know, I like what he has. Logan Thomas did great a year ago. Um, Gibson, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Grill, you know what I mean? We have him doing his thing. We have J.D. McKissick, who's a great running back, but also like a great McKissick. receiver. You know, we picked up Leno from, the, you know, so our O-line, I, I love it. Our offense, our, our, our team that, we, that we're building – Yes, I love it. If Fitz plays more than ten, it's out to Will because Will is saying, "He's saying I don't." Y'all are sitting here talking about he's gonna fall off. I'm all in. I'm all in on Fitz. I want to be all in. Wait, on Will, Fitz. Will Will did not back down from it. I'm, no. I'm staunch with. It. I think he'll play more than ten games. Yeah. My only concern is I don't like that seventeenth game. Um, I wanted to transition into that. I wanted to get your take. How do you feel about it? Do you feel like it's it's a good move for the league? Ah. You know, do you, like, do you see that 17th game having some type of, excuse me, negative consequence? I, I, I do. 
I do because if you if you remember in the last couple years, a lot of the players, uh, namely uh, Richard Sherman, have been coming out and saying, "Hey, listen, you know this Thursday game. What what is this? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. sitting here and it's it's detrimental to the players and things of that nature. So now you're adding another game into it. It's kind of like wait a minute. That did you consult the players about this? Like it's all about the- honestly with that. Richard Sherman had a good point, but it's all about the day. It's money." Yep. Yep. Trying to get much money from the networks. Yep. Yep. That's all and see, is. that's the thing. As a fan, obviously, give me one more game. I absolutely love it. I want that. But at the same time, we are still talking about people. We are still talking about players. And that is one more opportunity for them to get hurt in a game that could then have a detrimental effect on the season. You know, and, and what it's going to take is for one of these studs, a Tom Brady, a Patrick Mahomes, um, we already had Saquon and Christian McCaffrey get, you know, all, out all last year. Yeah. It's going to take one of these guys to get hurt in a random week 16, 17 game. And it's like, okay, we, we got to cut this out. Well, and also too, we, and I think, and this is just my opinion, but again, I, we, we talk about money talks. That, that, that It's not what just the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, I'll even say the WNBA, maybe in hockey. COVID affected pockets. Yes. Yep. Yep. So so these leagues are going to do everything in their power to to to, to try to get to, to get money. Yep. Like especially when it comes to free agency. Because a lot of these guys, I got a feeling this 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 free agency draft class, they're gonna they're gonna lose some 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 chump change. They're gonna lose yep. a couple dollars. Yep. Because like for example, right? Nolan Arenado for the Colorado for the Colorado Rockies. He signed a two hundred, I want to say it's like a two hundred forty million dollar eight year deal extension a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They just they traded him to the, the St. Louis Cardinals along with giving them fifty million dollars for essentially a bag of balls and a couple bats. Mm-hmm. Like that's highway robbery. Like yeah. we're going to pay these guys that kind of money. And then all of a sudden, well, we can't keep them because one uh, payroll, and then also two, we can't afford that contract. So, yep. and unfortunately, like I'm looking at like for example, like Lamar and, and Baker and Josh Allen, they may not get the kind of money right now like Patrick Mahomes is getting. Yeah, because you got to take into in consideration team salary cap. All yep. that. So, yep. but and, and at the end of the day, it and, and I and just got out of a situation that it, it exemplifies this point to the T. Uh, what have you done for me lately? That's what it is. You look at you know talking about uh, Arenado, Trevor Story, who a couple years ago was they were dogging him. Oh, Trevor Story's not doing this great, blah blah blah. And now he's in what the um the home run contest. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Arenado. I remember two, three years ago, them saying he was the best. Was he was shortstop, right? Or third, third base. Third base. Yeah, they said he was the best third baseman in the game, and this and that. And then for them to to do that, like, so it's what have you done for me lately? And you and I'm glad you brought up Josh Allen because Josh Allen is at the cusp. Like, really, if Josh Allen is able to take his team over the hump, I think he'll get a contract. I think he'll get it, but. It worries me, and you and I have discussed this name, Mitchell Trubisky, who is now a backup 
who you have you have been outspoken about that. Yeah, you, I have. You know, you know what you know how it is in Chicago. You know how the management, how they did it wrong. I think he's. I think Bill Polian and all of them in Buffalo. I think it's yeah. going to be good, a good fit. But Josh Allen did get hurt last year. If you yes, get Trubisky in there with that offense, it's a, with, it's, it's, it's a done. It's a done deal. Right. Right. You know what I mean? You got Stephon Diggs. I'm not going to say Cole Beasley because he don't like the COVID protocol, but that's another topic for another day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a kid. He was an old cowboy anyway, so we already know how he's going to get down. You know? But uh, that I, honestly, it's what have you done for me lately? Um, and right now, if you are not Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, as far as quarterback, uh, we've seen we've seen what happens. Aaron Rodgers is still – you know, he might opt out. He uh, Friday, he has an opportunity to, to potentially, you know, here's a loophole where he didn't have to play this year. Uh, Deshaun Watson, going back to our thing about, you know, the he said, she said, and all the and, nonsense. And, 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 if you, and if you think about it with Deshaun Watson, and we talked about this, I, I just feel like with that's that's a whole different because it's been real quiet. No one, right. nothing's been said lately with Deshaun Watson. It's been very yes. quiet. Yes. I think, and I think because now here it is. The season training camps underway, and I think this is a this is a move for the Houston Texans. Okay, we ain't trading them, mm-hmm. but we ain't gonna pay him neither. No, yeah, that and, and that's just this is very funny to me. Yeah, that ever since what January, February, March. Yeah, they've been doing that. They've Especially the really, last couple month or two, he's been really quiet about Deshaun Watson. Right. And you know, I, I just hope that this thing ends amicably. I hope there's something where it's paid off or whatever, and he can just go off and play somewhere else. But it's funny because I just, you know, I sent you the pictures. I just went to the Canton, Ohio, NFL yes. Hall of Fame. Oh, my goodness. Check out the show. We're definitely going to talk about that um, in the coming <laughs> week. But I when I went there, there's two – Two Hall of Famers, one that just got in this year, Megatron, and another one that my diehard guy, Barry Sanders, my favorite running back of all time, top yeah, three yep. of all time in my book. Um, both of them, not not with anything legally, you know, or anything like that, but both of them were in a situation where they were kind of, look, we want out. We don't want to be here. And the Detroit Lions sat there and we're not going to let it happen. And the two of those careers – Two of those Hall of Fame careers, were, however short they were, were cut short because the Detroit Lions were not yeah, going to play that game. Yep, and so they said, Johnson. well, I'll retire. And that's a shame. We, that, that is an absolute shame that you have two of the greatest, two talents. of the greatest play talents in the game, in NFL history at their position, leave the game because – did, you know, because the organization, the franchise is saying, well, look, we're not going to trade you, even though you would get a King Grantham. also put Matthew Stafford on that list as well. You could. Because, because you I mean, could. Matthew Stafford was the first overall pick, and look what they did. Yeah. They, they did. I mean, besides Pettigrew and Marvin Jones and Galladay and Calvin Johnson, who did you really put around him? You didn't right. put much around him. Even the tight end, TJ, uh, I can't say. No, no, no. Uh, Hawkinson. Yep. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this NFL season. Yeah, um, I'm optimistic. My only concern is again COVID. Um, I know you talked about it. The protocol, yeah, the protocols, and I've talked about it. Um, just gotta really just see what these guys these guys are gonna do. Yeah, 
Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because you know I'm not I'm not gonna go into politics or anything like that. But like like I said, we just got back from Michigan, and you know in in Northern Virginia, I don't know how it is. Oh, the weather. Um, oh, the weather was was uh, was nice up there. No, nah, it was nah, bro. It was it was they they had torrential downpours. Like it was. Was it was it a heat wave? Uh, no, no, no. It was it was bad. There was torrential downpours. I was damn. I went to the airport um, at Dulles on uh, what was it? Uh, Thursday or Friday, and I, I got there. I think it was Friday. I got there at nine o'clock, um, and I didn't. We didn't leave Dulles Airport till I want to say eight thirty p.m. Um, at night because the FAA had grounded all flights going into where I was going, which was Detroit. Damn. Yeah. So I was in the airport all day long. I mean, it was crazy. Um, my, you know, shout out to my fiance, Kat, her birthday's coming up. Happy birthday, baby girl. Um, she drove, like she tried to drive to the airport and she ended up calling me while I was grounded in, on the airplane. And she was just like, I'm just going to get a hotel. I hope you're not mad at me. You need to get a shuttle because it was, it was atrocious. Those roads were just flooding. It was bad in Michigan. So, you know, shout out to those people because that stuff is crazy. But one of the things that I noticed um, is in and and uh, East Coast is very big on masks. There's very big on still the COVID and the whole protocol and everything. Yeah. But in the Midwest, it's the wild wild west. You know, they <laughs> they actually look at you kind of like they look at you funny if you have a mask on. You know really? what I mean? I remember we were wow. when we were in when we were in the, the football hall of fame. I had the only memorabilia that I had that was Washington because it was a surprise. That's my baby. Um, <laughs> I, I had a uh, my Washington mask and I just had it around my chin. And I got so many looks from people just kind of like, why are you like, wearing that? Right. And I'm like, what, what are y'all serious right now? Like you act like like a year ago, we weren't, you know, what I'm saying locked down completely like. You act like four or five months ago we weren't locked down completely. Like, what are y'all y'all really tripping like this? Because I got a mask on, so you know I was. I mean, obviously we were able to play it off with the whole because it was a Washington, you know, Redskins joint. But uh, but it still was kind of like I mean, everywhere you went, people looked at you kind of funny, like like what are you doing? You know what I mean? Unfortunately, so, you know, I think it's. I, I think also too, we think about it after a year. I think you know, COVID fatigue. Mm -hmm, I think people yeah. are tired of just being cooped up in the house and got to wear the mask. And, and also too, I, I, and again, I think it's just, you know, we don't. Again, I know with, with COVID, we we really won't see the damage of COVID into another year or two. Yeah, honestly, and yeah. you know, personally, I. I I mean, I'm fully vaccinated, but same here. I I go I put the I wear the mask when I need to go to the store. Yeah, and when I'm really really honestly, when I'm out in public, you know, yeah. I mean, me personally, I'm not like, for example, I, it's great to see the fans back in the stadiums, back you know, supporting supporting you know the, the teams, but I'm still mindful of what's around me. Yeah. So because. No, that the people can say any old thing. Oh, I'm vaccinated, and you don't know what they could have. Now, that's yeah. why with Montrez, he talked about well, there's not enough proof. What more proof do you need? Right. You know, people Absolutely. around around this, but you know, the proof is in the pudding. Right. How close to a million people have died across the right. world because of this? You and know, and, and are, I, I think that's going to be a problem because um, we covered that on Washington Football Weekly, where 
you know, Montez Sweat, you know, one of our, our first round pick defensive ends, you know, saying stud from out of college a couple of years back. He's sitting here saying, you know, I, he's not a fan of the COVID protocols and all those things happening. And and they asked him, well, you know, when are you, you know, you're going to get a vaccine and this and that. And he said, well, I haven't had COVID, so I don't need one. And it's just like, well, yeah, I remember he said, yeah, I, saw, like, I did it as soon as I was, I was, I was actually in the comments on that, on that episode. Yeah, live you were. Yes, you and were. And I said, you know what? I need to go look this up. He said, well, I haven't gotten it, but until I gotten it, then I'll consider it. But he, again, one of those, I need to see more data. And I'm just like, what, what more do you need to see? Look right. around you. People have lost jobs. Right. People have lost right. loved ones. People are in hospitals with ventilators. Like, bro, walk around with masks. Like, what more proof do you need to see? Right. Right. Like, see, see, I, it's more, see, it's, we're, we're thinking about ourselves and not around, and not around, yes. uh, and not around people around us. Like, I'm pretty sure people feed, like, Matres feeds his family. Like, he puts uh-huh. food not only on his family, but his immediate family's table. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 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 if he, like, God forbid, okay, if he tomorrow came out and tested positive for COVID, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, mm-hmm. McKenzie, Antonio Gibson, uh, and then Ron Rivera, who just is not even a year removed from cancer. Yes. There it is. And you covered it. You covered it last year, right after the whole Dwayne Haskins things happened and talking about how, you know, you, I mean, that's super selfish. You're thinking about yourself just to go to a, what, a party to see some girl dance, you know, take it. Yo, your coach just, just got through with his cancer treatments. We're in the playoff hunt. But even beyond the playoff thing, our coach just got through with his COVID, with his cancer, um, um, cancer treatments. Cancer. And you're not even going to. Are you kidding me right now? So that's where I have the issue because if you look at our depth chart at defensive on the defensive line, we are we're thin. We have the front four. Very yeah, I noticed young. that. Just like Baltimore. Yeah, we're very thin. So if something like that happens, you know, God forbid some situation happens like it did with the Denver Broncos in their quarterback room, we're done. You know what I mean? It's not going to take much. And God forbid it hit our linebackers. We are not going to be able to survive that. So I think that's why I think to, to, to wrap that part up, the team in this year that is able to come together as, as far as, hey, we're going to be all for this as far as masks and COVID protocols and all these things, that's going to be the teams that are going to go far. You're going to have these teams that are going to have individual players saying, well, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And some, you, you don't play with that stuff. Right. You, you had all those situations where different pastors and different people that had their political views and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to wear it. I'm still going to bring all these people in. And unfortunately, you, you, I, I was told at a very young age, you don't test God. You know, you don't you don't test that situation because, you know, you just don't do it. It's, you, you, know, you don't you absolutely. don't do it. So. Uh, it, I think the team, yeah, the team that sticks together and the team that, I mean, you you're, you know, the Ravens, the Browns, they dealt with that. They had with COVID where they were out. Yeah, you know the, what Ravens, I mean? the Ravens had the, had the most cases of any team last year. Right. And so I think it's the team that, that come together and say, listen, we're going to follow the protocol. We're going to figure it out. And we're going to think about not me, but 
you and them and those guys. Those are going to be the ones that are going to they're going to go far, you know. I agree. And, and Tom Brady. So. <laughs> yep. As long hey hey, but as long as he's not throwing trophies from boat to boat, oh, that's the last thing I'm gonna say about that. Let, 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 let that go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Oh man! Yo, when I went when I went to the Hall of Fame, man, when I went into there and I went into the trophy room, I'm not gonna lie, I sat there and I was sitting here like, yo, this is how you revere a trophy. And I took a picture and I was like, this is how you respect the trophy. You don't sit here. So they had, so they did, so they did put it there. They did, yeah, they did. They had one um, right after they have they the team celebrates. Say again. Usually, like take it. To Kent, like right after the team, and does his little parade and yeah. you know stuff like that. So okay. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that was the one. Like I don't know if they had an extra one. That, like I don't know how that played, but it was there. There was a little hall, and they had it where it was like the Super Bowl gallery, gallery, and it was in a little room, and you can get up to. Say like, say like, if it was right here, like you can get up to like right here and take like I took a picture. Uh, I changed my YouTube picture to that to which me right did, next did to you it. See if it had any dings on. You're right. <laughs> no, it was in a it was in a glass. Right. It was in a case, so I couldn't touch touch it. But I definitely looked if I can see a Tom Brady's fingerprints tossing at the Gronk. I did. I did do that. <laughs> but yo. Shout out, yo, shout out to them, yo, the NFL Hall of Fame, Ken, Ohio. It was the absolute, them. Nate, I know you would absolutely love it. It was the it's absolute. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, one of the best experiences of my life. Um, going outside, going in, they have the, you know, obviously from the very beginning all the way through, they have segments for black history. They have segments for mm. different errors, um, different um the uh, not general managers, the uh, the commissioners, the tag, you know, Paul Tagliabue, uh, you know, Roger Goodell, all those different guys. They had all all those things. It, it's one of those. It's one of those things where you can't people people like you, myself, Nick, Delilah, Will, you can't move on from certain things. Like you just, you start reading it. You start watching the videos, even Kat and Kat is self-proclaimed. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a casual fan. I do this and that. And she was just looking at just reading just the different things. It, it, I mean, you and I are fans of the game. You Nick, yep. same thing. We, we've watched videos. We've watched the NFL films. We've watched all that, but I'm going to tell you something, man. You know, I'm thinking right now I'm getting chills. When you go into that hall of busts, it's one thing when you see it on TV. It's one thing when you see it at the Hall of Fame. When you walk into it, it's like but when you go head. in there, whoo, boy. When you and I don't know when you see your boy, when you see Ed Reed, and when you see uh, Ray uh, Ray Lewis. I got. I don't know if I showed you. I sent you those pictures. I saw them. Okay, you know, because Ed Reed, because you know he had his hair all picked yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and look, and you got uh, Ray Lewis, the only one that got um. Um, what's it called? <laughs> we got Wade. They kind of messed his face up a little bit. I noticed that. And that's the thing. Some people's face, like ter- like certain guys, like T.O., like mm-hmm. Coach Gibbs, Coach Joe Gibbs, a lot of those faces, some of those faces are spot on. You're like, wow. It's like they took their face. And some of those other people, it's like, 
Like, like, maybe I'm not sure. I think he's like an older picture, right? Right. Or what, like, I don't what, know what it what was. What shot is this from? Like, some people you can tell you're like, oh, that's that person, that that person. But some people you're like, all right, what? Who is this? That that's who that is. I will say this though. I was I was really like, with 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 the I was really disappointed in Terrell Owens, but I but I understood, but I understood yeah. Yeah. why, because of, you know. The way I think the really the, the way the media, yeah. you know, bashed him. You know, yeah. he, you know, he wasn't. You know, he was this. He was that. But I just feel like To should have been the bigger person. And, and again, it's just something about again, especially as a black man. Yeah, be the bigger person and say, you know what, I'm here. Yeah, I'm Jim Brown, Jerry right. Rice, right. Ray Lewis, like I, I'm wearing this jacket, right? Because of the work I put in, yep, for over 15 years. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. for you to go to your your alma mater, which, which which is cool, I ain't got no issue with that. But I think the way you did it, it's a bag yeah. of sour grapes. And and I want to and I want to actually matter of fact, I want to. Uh, Actually, set set this up right now. Hall of Fame game when it comes out. Definitely want to do a show. Definitely want to bring up certain topics like this because I I agree with you. I agree with you because on one side you're like, look, you made it in. If you look at the stats, they speak for themselves. You don't have to say any of that extra stuff. Yep. But then on the flip side, that was To. That was Terrell Owens. Get your popcorn ready. All that stuff. That was who he was. That's what people loved about him. That's what people hated about him. So yeah. for him to do that, I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but I definitely agree with you. There's a certain part, there's a certain time in life where you got to just let go of your, of what you have against it and just say, hey, I'm going to sit here and say it. And, and look, you see what Michael, you know, Michael Jordan did in his um, Hall of Fame speech. He called out people. He said certain things. T.O., if you want to take that opportunity to do that, do it. that's on you. That's you on do you. that. But it's a some you're I think I, it comes to a point um, that you may be disrespecting some of the other people that are there. It's like somebody if you win the Heisman and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go to the Heisman ceremony. I'm just going to go to my college and talk about it. You know what I mean? And like, oh, these are my you know, what I mean, like that to me kind of like T.O. You're bigger than that, literally. And you need to be figuratively, figuratively bigger than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But that's what it is. But yeah, man, it's it's an experience. Nate, I absolutely know you will love it. And for yeah, sure. I mean, I, I we might need to go ahead and organize that trip where we can all I already talked to Nick and Delilah and some of them. Like we just need to all meet up there. Cause it's one of those things where you could spend several hours mm. in there. Several. <laughs> and I was just looking for Washington players, so several hours. <laughs> I sent you your Ravens pictures. Come on, man. Well, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I, because you know, in our arch, the great arch shell. Yeah. Um. I mean, jeez. I mean, it's on my bucket list. It, yeah. It's just something about you know seeing all those 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 greats. Like you say, when you walk in the hall of of, of those of those busts, it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and that's every young kid's dream to inspire just be like, you know, Michael Strahan or yeah. Mean Joe Green, you know, Jim Brown, 
and it's we gotta you know we gotta and we gotta you know really take the opportunity to really appreciate those guys and what they've done for the game right you know same with major league baseball you know for example you know basketball you know we gotta appreciate what those guys you know what everyone has gone through and how they've evolutionized the game for what it is yeah. today so yeah. and, and then shout out and i gotta say this is the only thing there's one thing i did not know shout out to alan page Alan Page of the, the Fierce and Foursome, the great Minnesota Viking from way back when. The Purple you know, Eaters. Yeah. He um, – I mean, yeah, Purple yeah, People Eaters. He um, he was one of the, you know, the people that, you know, put in the work to, to build the thing, to, to say, like, hey, this is needed. We need to revere and respect all these people that came before us. And, and he talked about where he came from and all that, but he said how education – took him to that next plateau and made him what he was. I I thought that was amazing. And there's one other thing in there. They have a, they talk about the black college uh, football hall of fame and the, uh, the black, um, like the, the, all the black members of the hall of fame and all this stuff like that. It's one of those, it's one of those things that people, people that like us who do our due diligence and do the work, but also understand how race plays a, a, a part and has played a part. part. Yeah. Throughout history. It's one of those situations where you, you just stand there. Like I just took the video, uh, my camera and just scrolled past. Like I, I just, mm. it was one of those situations where I was just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like we're sitting here talking about this, trying to be about it, trying to just, just do our due diligence and, and to see that and to see what they went through to get to that place. Yep. You know what I mean? You saw the picture I took with my man, Doug Williams in that pic. Like Great that. Doug Williams. And, you know, I was able to talk to a guy, a gentleman um, that was, you know, much older African-American. And we, and me and my, me and Kat were watching. Um, there's this little segment about the 1965 AFL um, championship, AFL, uh, like all-star game. You told me about that. Yeah. In New Orleans. Orleans, they yep. wouldn't pick up the black players, and they would. When they couldn't stay at a hotel, they couldn't go right. to restaurants. And we Same. didn't know, like we were, we were watching that, and he started. He was telling us stories and telling us about Jim Brown. One of the things that I've always heard is, "Oh, Jim Brown retired, and he went into you know films and this and that." Well, what we ended up finding out was Jim Brown basically went to the commission and said, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm doing Dirty Dozen, um, and I'm going to be a little bit late." for uh, like training camp. And they said, no, you're done. You're cut. Good. Bye. Like it was, it, and I always thought, oh, he just left. He left in his prime. No, they cut it. And he said, all right, well, boom, I'm gone. And it's like, are you kidding? This guy is the face of the league. He had just won the NFL MVP. They just won the, uh, the championship. And you just, you could easily cut him like that. Paul Warfield, another one, a stud. They just won two Super Bowls and seven, Super Bowl seven and Super Bowl eight. And then y'all could just cut these guys like that. But it lets you it, it helps you to understand that, you know, at a certain time, ability was ability, but it didn't it didn't matter if, if your color was a little darker. Nope. Just what it was. <laughs> just what it was. That's the world we live in too. Hey, unfortunately. There it is. There it is. But look, I ain't gonna keep you on here, man. I, I appreciate it. I had to talk. I've been on the road all day. I wanted to get on here and talk to you, man. I oh, saw no, you doing hey. your thing. <laughs> no, I I appreciate the support for sure. So, but let the people know um, 
when Watch the Weekly football comes on, and then when Let's Talk Fo- Let's Talk Football the Roundtable comes on, okay. you know, a couple of people have been in kind of wondering where that's been at. Um, I've been wondering about what, what when that's been happening because I've been trying to get on an episode both um just to no not I'm just kidding, not to troll, but just you know, just really just get in there and just 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 chop it up with y'all. So yeah, let the people so, know. So yeah, Washington Football Weekly. Um uh, shout out to uh Will Kramer and uh, Will Kramer, the South Carolina's dub plant, uh uh South Carolina's eggplant, uh Ab Lowe, the shirtless wonder, and <laughs> where in the world is Mr. Anton Benton. Um, those guys support. watching the football weekly Wednesday nights, eight o'clock, watch doing whatever we can, talking what our one of our biggest topics is that daggone name. We're trying to figure out we need we need a name, okay? Because right now the capital I don't even talk about these crappy names we got right now. Um right now, let's talk football the round table with you, uh, uh Delilah Crespo and um uh Nicholas I want to smoke Rosario. Um, has just been that's that's been more of me. Uh, we're or it's normally Thursday nights at eight o'clock. I've been kind of in and out dealing with work, dealing with the situation with you know that I'm going through. So, um, it's just we just haven't been able to link up, and 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 it, it has been me. I want I want to tell the audience now, it has been me. I've been kind of dealing with summer and dealing with a lot of things that have been going on. Nick and Delilah have been hitting me up and like, yo. You know, when you're ready, but, you know, Nick is working, Delilah's working, you know, doing all that stuff. So that's why I had to, had to, like, literally, I just got off the car and I was, I took a shower and I saw you were on. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I got to get on. I got it. No, no, you know, I, you know, I know I did it one, I think it was like episode three or four, you know, where I kind of did, a, you know, a little uh, intro. I'm pretty sure you saw it. Uh, actually, I sent it to you. Mm. I know you've been dealing, you know, dealing with your situation. Uh, and, you know, again, you know, I'm still praying for you. Oh yeah, appreciate um, it. You know, it's just you know, again, you know, when 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 you're ready, you're ready. Yeah, I mean, you know, to get back on here and 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 let's talk, let's talk football. It's no rush. Yeah, you know, we're here. You know, I, I'm with the, the NBA, WNBA, baseball. You know, I got plenty of stuff to talk about. So right, right. You know, but but shout out to y'all though. Shout out to y'all though. And and, and Washington Football Weekly. Shout out and, and and like I can't I can't express enough how. It has been more me, but but this is therapy. Watch yes. the football weekly. Like we've continued to do it. Um, last week, um, you know, uh, it was just me and Will, but we we still. Yeah, I saw it. that. That was kind of like, was this, is that is that really happening? It's just Sean and Will today. Okay. Well, yeah. So, and I, I got to shout out my man, the shirtless wonder, Ablo. Um, been working, grinding, getting it done, taking care of the kids, doing what he needs to do, and just you know. He 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 was he was exhausted. He slept through Anton grinding, making a living, doing big things with him and his him and his girl Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie Fuchs just sat there, got a certification to be a life coach. Got to shout her out, no doubt. Congratulations. Um, so hey, we're all still here doing the big things, and and that's why I got to shout you out, man, because life still happens. Yeah, we're we're out here grinding and trying to make this happen. On what you say, on the road to greatness, man. And a road to riches, just a little bit of traffic. Yep. You know what I mean? So, but we're out here still doing it, but life definitely, definitely still happens. Right. So, yo, be with us. Bear with us. Y'all need to be with Nate. Keep watching. Keep tuning in, man. Get We're going to get some commercials out here. We're going we gonna to figure this thing out because it's, it's getting close to that honey time, man. It's getting close to that that good time, and I can't wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait. wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait because once, once – 
once 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 the NBA when basketball is over, then it, it kind of hits you for a couple days. Like, damn, there's no basketball, and then it's just like, okay, there's WNBA and there's baseball, yeah. and then September comes around and it's like, oh, okay, then there's a WNBA by September, yeah, August. They got to go overseas and okay. play. So I mean, that's just baseball, and then football is right there. So. Yep. It's a it's a good transition. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we working it out, man. We oh, working for sure. it out. And, sure. and check check out because we we will be having a college football show. Check that out because it's gonna we're gonna bridge that into a um um uh into the draft the following year. We want to definitely get you guys all up on these names and and people that are coming out in the drafts coming year. And uh, we're also gonna be doing um oh oh so yeah I'm glad I've got you on here. I, I, we're do I'm gonna start I'm gonna do um. Kind of like a morning, maybe like a morning talk show, but more like a morning radio show. I got my guy that's a DJ that's going to, I'm going to try to get him in there where he's just, you know, it's like a wake up the morning. Here's the temperature, you know, here's what's going on in your neck of the woods. And then he's going to play his stuff. You know what I'm hmm. saying? I'm going to kind of get him on there. Maybe get people to come on there. It's it's still in the works at the moment, but I want to keep branching out, man. I want to keep moving and grooving, and I don't want to just be pigeonholed to football. Um, as as you've seen, and as a lot of people see, as my fiance tells me all the time, I love to talk. So, yes. hey, you know what nothing I mean? Wrong father, with that, but there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone right. says the same thing with me. Everyone says, well, you got the voice for radio and television. So, you know, I mean, that's why I have a major my major for college. But, you know, it's – you know, I've been trying to network. I've, you know, been trying to reach out to a few couple people about doing interviews. I haven't heard anything. Uh, I need to figure out, you know, different things. You know, different those kind of things like that. But yeah, that that definitely sounds like a great idea, like a morning yeah. talk show. Definitely. Yeah. So we 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 try we try, man. Like hey, like you always say, man. We on the road to greatness, man. We trying to make this thing happen. And and at the end of the day, it don't, if 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 it's only you and I and and Nick and Will and Delilah and and Ab and all these people, it's just us listening. That's fine because we fine. still gonna be here. Exactly. We still gonna be here. Let's get absolutely. it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes episode eight of Big Nate Talk podcast. Y'all, let me know y'all thoughts on today's topics with the Mystics, Baltimore Orioles, Clippers. Bucks, y'all let me know y'all think is going to win. And then also, too, I want to give a special shout out to Sean Spencer for joining me this evening. Yes, sir. Um, giving us updates on the Washington football team. And, you know, definitely be on the lookout. I will leave his ch his channel in the description below to check him out. Again, uh, again, this is a great guy right here. Knows his football. And All you, man. Def definitely, definitely training me. And when it comes to debates, so oh, we don't get something. Hey, that's right, because they ain't moving no goalposts on your boy Lamar. Lamar is just garbage. No, sorry, no. <laughs> I ain't even gonna say it, man, because I wish I had Lamar. So I ain't even gonna say that. I ain't even gonna. Say <laughs> but yeah, man, if y'all like the video, be sure to give it. A, be sure to leave it. A, give it a thumbs up. Please yeah, yeah. like, comment, share, subscribe, Karen, and subscribe along, along with notification bells on. With that being said, I'm out. Peace. Stay up. Yes, sir.